Yo, acclaimed in the guns, what the fans prefer. We're about to make y'all pay like Amber Heard. What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, it's now time for part three of our top 40 albums countdown from 2022. So let's get back into it. Coming in at number 20 right here, and we got some great records to talk about here on the top 20. Obviously, it's my list, and I'm very proud of it. But think of some of the artists that we've already heard, some bands that I'm a big fan of that I've played a lot on this show, and you've already heard them on this countdown. So what could be in front of us here? Well, I'm going to tell you. Let's start here. Number 20, this band right here, really cool band. Been a pretty big fan of this band ever since they came out over 30 years ago now, and they're on their 17th studio album as of this recording. The album is called Finer Than Sin. It's the latest album from Enough is Enough. And Enough's Enough keeping their tradition alive with the, that hard rock with harmony kind of thing, that bubblegum hard rock that I like so much. This is, I believe, their fourth album with Chip's Enough being the lead singer in the band. And Chip does a fine job. No complaints from me. And I think I'm pretty much used to it now by this point. I think this is the best album they've done with Chip on lead vocals. I think that's a pretty safe assumption on my part. The songs on here are very well constructed, they're very catchy, and just kind of randomly they throw in a cover of God Save the Queen, the Sex Pistols classic. So yeah, fun record, you should definitely check it out. Here's a song, I'm not going to tell you what it reminds me of, I'll see if you can figure it out for yourself. But kicking off the show here today from Finer Than Sin, this is Enough's Enough with a song called Trampoline. Illusion, flying angel from above. Tell 
kicking off the show here today and coming in at number 20 on our top 40 albums of 2022 countdown. That was Enough's Enough. That song was called Trampoline from the album Finer Than Sin. Now, the verses on that song are a complete throwback, in my opinion, absolutely a complete throwback, probably borrowing quite a bit from the bubblegum pop song Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes by Edison Lighthouse. So if you thought that song sounded familiar, that's why. But they still made it their own, and I really dig most of this album. I highly recommend anything in this top 20 you got to check out for sure, top to bottom. They did very well in the point system. And of course, so that this one coming in at number 19 is the third full-length studio album by this band right here, which started off as a supergroup offshoot kind of thing. I think it's probably a decently full-time act at this point. So when I recently did the top albums of 1982, I may have talked about the previous band of Keith Morris, the Circle Jerks. And of course, he was in Black Flag originally, but he's got a new band. If you haven't been paying attention for the last decade or so, Keith Morris has a new band called Off, and they put out their latest album called Free LSD, in this last year of 2022 in the fall. It's a pretty powerful record top to bottom. It's got that great classic hardcore punk feel as expected with a little sprinkle of modernism thrown in, but not too much. Hell, and I was even thinking that they were going to drop off a little bit because they had Mario from Rocket from the Crypt playing drums for him and they had Stephen McDonald playing bass for him with their original lineup. And as of this last year, they're not in the band anymore, so they kind of shuffled the lineup a little bit, but they did not suffer in quality, which is a good thing. This latest album, Free LSD, produced by guitar player Dimitri Coates. Like I said, it's a cool record. I think you should check it out. And this is a good example of what to expect on that record. This song is called Kill to be Heard.
Alright, the unmistakable voice right there of Keith Morris, the legendary Keith Morris, and his latest band, Off, that was Kill to Be Heard from their latest album, Free LSD. You can find this in finer record stores, much like Good Records. Go to goodrecords.com. You can pick up that record. They will send it to your house. Do that for all things Off. Alright, there's a free commercial for you, but that's alright. Good Records. They're friends of the show, so yes. Alright. Coming in here at number 18 is a band who I've definitely been a fan of this band for the last 10 years or so. In that time, they've put out four records. Out of those four, this one's probably my least favorite so far. I don't know if this is going to wind up being a grower, but it was still pretty damn cool. It just took a little bit to get going, but once it did, I really enjoyed it. That's as nitpicky as I get, but I am a big fan of Hardcore Superstar and even though this album wasn't instantly as likable for me as Come On, Take On Me, or the self-titled album, or You Can't Kill My Rock and Roll, there's still a lot to like about their latest album, Abracadabra. Good God, this is unbelievable. They'll be celebrating their 25th year as a band this year in 2023. And they're up to their 12th studio album with this one right here. That's a pretty good average, I gotta say, especially in this day and age. Yeah, this latest one, Abracadabra, there's a decent amount of stuff to like on here. And this is one of the songs that really perked me up and got the ball really rolling on this record for me. So I'd like to play it for you right now. So turn this one up. The great hardcore superstar with Forever in a Day.
Much like I referenced the Edison Lighthouse, love grows where my rosemary goes earlier, which is always hard to say. Right as soon as that song kicked in the first time, I immediately started singing over that riff. Who knows where the cold wind blows? That's my friends with nobody knows. You know, love ain't no stranger, Whitesnake. So if you got the Whitesnake feels off of that, that's the reason why. But it, of course, becomes their own song as soon as the vocals kick in. It's unmistakable for me at this point. Great hardcore superstar with Forever in a Day off of their latest album, Abracadabra. And that's spelled with a K in the middle. Go pick that one up. And go pick up their other records, too. Go get into them, man. You got 12 records. Get going. All right, this guy over here, man. My God. Coming in at number 17 right here. This guy has been around quite a while, and I don't mean to age him or anything. I think he's aged very well, let's just say. This guy has been kicking around since the 80s in Los Angeles, and he's like a chameleon. He just changes with the times. And at no point do I think that anybody would call this guy a sellout. He's just one of those guys. He's a fan of music, and he gets it. And I've even been critical of, like, let's say his production value sometimes, but I really do dig more often than not. I dig his solo album. So this guy right here, ex-Southgang, ex-Marvelous 3, and currently of himself, Mr. Butch Walker. I, I say of himself. Actually, that's not even right on this one. So Butch is up to his 10th solo album. I'm going to say it's his 10th solo album as far as it being his thing and not a band name or anything, a solo piece. And he's going for the fictional character bit on this one right here, which I dig. It's called Butch Walker as Glenn with two ends, which is annoying, but that's okay. This Butch Walker as Glenn record taking the place in the tradition of the great fake live albums, which actually is a decent list. The fake live albums where you create the fake ambiance, even though you're in the studio, you're probably still performing it live to get that vibe. And that's what this is. I'm assuming the idea here, and I haven't read any articles on this. I've just listened to the album. But if I had to take a shot in the dark here, I would say that this album is referencing probably about an early 70s vibe, Los Angeles style, like 72, 73 playing at the Troubadour on a Tuesday night. You know, Elton John could show up at some point, or a Van Morrison, or Boz Skaggs, if you will, which is a good reference for this kind of era. And that's pretty much what this album is trying to recreate as far as the thing that I got out of it. An early 70s live album where you just pop it in a club on a night with a two-drink minimum, and you get to hear a band play back in the day. And that's what this record is. So if that sounds like something you're into, then you're going to love this record. I really dig it. It's got that great singer-songwriter thing going on. Butch is a great lyricist. And I like the vibe that he created here. Man, if I had to put a finer point on it, I will reference the aforementioned Boz Skaggs. But some of the more groovier side of a Thin Lizzy on this song, it's a little bit of both of those things. Right before rock and roll was completely engulfed by Yacht Rock, with that California sound. So it's just in that perfect pocket of groove. But I think you'll understand what I'm saying once you hear this song. So, from Butch Walker as Glenn, this is Butch Walker as Glenn, with Roll Away Like a Stone. <laughs>
tiny violin For the love of God, it's a quarter to ten I can see through the glass from the outside looking in Am I the only stiff working a job? Oh, my favorite bar on Electric Avenue On a good night would host just me and you Yeah, and the jukebox would gently hum past two When we weren't on a social clock Now it's got some name with an ampersand And the code word for the door, you gotta scrawl on your hand The locals, you know, they don't really want to understand All the new kids on the block
Album number 17 on our countdown here of 2022 belongs to Butch Walker as Glenn. Once again, like I said, taking place alongside some of my favorite fake live albums of all time. The only two I can think of right now, and I'm sure there's more. But right off the bat, I think immediately of Tom Waits' Nighthawks at the Diner and Typo Negative's Origin of the Feces. Sorry to spoil those albums for you if you did not realize they were fake live albums. And yes, you can leave the kiss jokes at home. I understand. Okay, coming in at number 16 right here is... I'm, I'm going to put it out there in the universe. I haven't had this conversation yet with my friend Randy Brown of the Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions. I remember him saying recently on his show, at least in the last year or so, that he was anxious for the Melvins to get back to work. And I, I argued that the Walking With God album was them getting decently back to work. But I think it's a full-fledged clock-in with their latest album here, Bad Mood Rising. And I said Bad Mood, not Bad Moon. Yes, Melvin's Bad Mood Rising, which by all accounts, depending on who you ask or reference, this may be at least their 30th studio album, if not like their 31st or 32nd, something like that, depending on what you count. It's a lot of records, and they've been putting out records for about 40 years now. I believe they're celebrating their 40th anniversary here in 2023 but yeah man i think this was a strong release i think it's definitely above board especially with what they've been doing over the last decade or so i decently agree with randy on his opinion right there but i've had my favorites here and there the lineup has been pretty solid so far we've got of course the long-standing king buzzo and dale crover the great king and dale right there and stephen mcdonald from red cross still their bass player which i believe has to be a record at this point right and uh, once again, speaking of records, Toshi Kasai still kicking around on the boards for him. They're a long-time producer and engineer guy. So yeah, all the pieces are in place, and they put together a good record here. I would say this is not a bad record to play for new fans. Like, go ahead and put this one on. This will give you a decent idea of what they're about. You'd be tempted to go with the Atlantic Trilogy or something to that effect. I would recommend Hostile Ambient Takeover as well, as I discussed in my 2002 countdown but man this one's pretty damn good i i think this one is on the upper echelon of melvin's albums and it could just be it's the new one but i'm digging it and i try to listen to them with a critical ear and not as a fan because i know that they are a very polarizing act so i think number 16 says it exactly right for this particular outing so yes from bad mood rising I don't even know if I have a favorite, favorite song out of this. It's really almost a non-stop experience, this one. It really doesn't seem to stop all that much. But I'm going to go with this one right here because I really like the journey that it takes you on. So give you a good idea of what the record's about. This is Melvin's with It Won't or It Might.
unlike a lot of prog rock acts, the Melvins do not list subsections of their songs as any kind of song titles. It's just the one song title. So if you're like, hey, Joey, that sounds like three different songs. Well, it probably is. But for the Melvins, it's one song. So that was It Won't or It Might from Bad Mood Rising, the number 16 album here of 2022. And we get up here to number 15 with a perennial favorite here on the show. And I have a nice tie-in from the previous album. This album actually was co-produced and engineered by Garth Richardson, who had a hand in Melvin's Houdini. So yeah, I immediately recognized that one right there. And equal amounts of greatness right here, but completely different types of musical approach. Uh, from Jumping from Melvin's all the way up to Devin Townsend. Yes, any other year you might expect Devin to be in the top 10 of my countdowns because he does very well. I mean, this is a guy who I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to in my youth. And now that I'm up there a little bit, I'm finding his stuff and I'm like, man, I think... He's been one of those guys that seems to come in really high on these countdowns, on the retro ones especially. Even though I didn't listen to these albums back in the day, I'm listening to them now and they're so good. They're leapfrogging over stuff that I have nostalgia for. That's how good this guy is. And this latest one here, I don't really have a lot of criticisms for. It didn't necessarily blow me away like a lot of his other stuff has. So maybe it's just because he's put out a similar sounding album to some of the stuff he's done recently. So it's not so much a letdown, but it's just kind of like, oh, okay, that's cool. I dig it. It's one of those. But kind of like I mentioned with Ginger, it's it's not a disappointing thing. It's just one of those, okay, you know, yeah, and I'm a fan. And I'm going to listen to it. And then maybe at some point years from now, it'll click with me. But it's still really damn good right now, as as of today it is. So, And I don't even know what album we're up to with him. He's got so many damn records out under different names and different band names and different solo bands. So I don't even know. But I do know that the latest album is called Lightwork. came out close to the end of the year in November. And it is self-produced along with Garth Richardson. And Devin Townsend plays all the instruments on this album with the exception of the drums, which is played by a guy named Darby Todd. So yes, it's Devin Townsend. It's going to be a listening experience. I've often said about Devin's music that I think the term that's been out there for a while called world music is very misleading. To me, the music of Devin Townsend is what I would call world music. But I may just go to a next level with that. I'm going to call it universal music. If you're going to shoot some music up into space and in the hopes that we got aliens out there, I'm I'm throwing some Devin up there, I gotta say. I feel like this music is so interesting, uplifting, and all those really positive things that it could transcend any language. So, best compliment I can give an artist is something like that. So yes, if you want your music to do that, then you gotta get into some Devin Townsend. Especially his solo work, if you will. So, from Lightwork, here's a standout track that I like. It's called Equinox.
Coming in at number 15 right there, that was Devin Townsend with his album Lightwork, and that was Equinox. Moving over to something completely different here, getting back into the States with friend of the show, Tuck Smith. Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts put out uh, what is the closest thing to a full length that they've put out. So it just kind of skates in there as being on the album's countdown and not being an EP. I'm making a ruling on this. And I definitely feel like the single that he put out, the three-song single EP that he put out a few years ago, What Kind of Love, those songs probably would have definitely been on this record had things not gotten all weird and stuff. So this album, called Ballad of a Misspent Youth, real joy to hear these eight new songs by Tuck. And not much to complain about at all. The only thing I could complain about is the length. But he maximizes his minutes, as we say in the business, and it's it's a joy to listen to it, and I definitely think you should. If you're any kind of fan of rock and roll and you haven't heard Tuck Smith, or of course if you hadn't heard his previous band, The Biters, you have been absolutely missing out on a can't-miss artist. I'm always pulling for him, and I, I know he's on the cusp of something great here for sure. So until then, check out this album, Ballad of a Misfit Youth. And I, I gotta say, I think my favorite song on the record is probably the closer on it. So I'm gonna go with it. So turn this one up. Here's Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts with Forgive But Won't Forget.
just some instant classic rock right there via Tuck Smith and the Restless Hearts. That guy, he grew up on all the same bands that we grew up on, and he knows how to put it down on tape and make it his own at the same time. He's a very huge talent in that respect. So yes, go check out that record once again. It's called Ballad of a Misfit Youth, which, you know, just sounds like a Johnny Thunders album title, and that's awesome. So yes. Okay, getting over here to album number 13 with... I guess also a perennial favorite here on Rock Strikes 10 because he's been on a lot of these countdowns recently, all the retro ones. And I got to say, my knee-jerk reaction to this album, I was actually like texting people over this album. You can ask Pete, you can ask Randy, people like that. I was raving about this album when it came out. I really legit thought this was going to land in the top five because I was like, this is this guy's best album in 40 years, legitimate. Uh, The most enjoyable overall in about 20 but his first truly great album in 40 plus years. And that's Elvis Costello's latest album called The Boy Named If. And if you're rolling your eyes at me playing Elvis again, too bad. But this is his 32nd album. He's been putting out records since 1977 or 78 or something like that. But in 32 albums, and this is absolutely one of his best. I don't know what it was, man. He's been through a lot. I mean, the world's been through a lot, but... You know, as we were about to shut the whole world down for a little while, Elvis went through a cancer scare too. So I don't know if it was both of those things, but he came up and found his inner angry young man right here really late in his life. So it just sounds like he went in there with pretty much most of the attractions and they're called the imposters. They always have been just because it's not the original lineup. But yeah, Elvis Costello and the imposters, it sounds like they're just in a recording studio or a rehearsal space and just cranking these songs out live the way they were meant to be played and recorded, just like they did back in the day when they were still on stiff records. So it's not an out-and-out punk album or anything. You didn't go that hard, but I just love the raw energy of this record. It's a long way removed from the guy who has established himself as like the Burt Bacharach of his time in a sense. And not that he still doesn't want to be known as that, but it's nice to know that he can dial back into what originally really made him great and this album has it so if you're missing the old elvis you got to get on this record it is a rock and roll album further proof right here with this track i struggled to pick a track but i'm going to go with this one right here i feel like it fits it's the opening track it sets the tone this is farewell okay
Okay right there by Elvis Costello and the Imposters from the album A Boy Named If. You should definitely go listen to that, especially if you want to hear the guy turn it up really loud. I mean, yeah, there's a ballad or two on there, but still, it's, it's a solid album top to bottom. In the upper echelon of his albums, no doubt about it. Okay, so this next one might be a bit of a surprise just because we've already played this gentleman's main full-time band, if you will, on this countdown already. But I gotta say, one of the sums of this band definitely outdid the whole this year. So Ty Tabor, the guitarist and sometimes singer for King's X, put out his latest solo album called Shades. And man, I really, really like this record. Of course I do. It's coming in here at number 12, quite a few spots higher than the King's X record. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with that King's X record, but I really enjoyed this Ty Tabor record. I think you should definitely go get it. It's on Rat Pack Records. It's easily gettable. If you buy it direct, they'll give you some extra tracks. There's some autograph versions out there. Anytime, if there's an album you like that's on Rat Pack, they're definitely going to take care of you and get you a good product. So I recommend them. Another free commercial. There you have it. But yes, man, this album, there's a lot of personal stuff on here, but it's never like totally depressing or anything. It's just more introspective, very positive for the most part. But Ty's been through a lot of stuff personally and professionally, but and he just throws it out here on the record and it's a great record. So I don't really have anything massively deep to say about it. I just say that this guy is definitely a hell of a talent. The fact that he's such a good guitar player and he's a really, really, really good singer. He just puts it all together and it's got that great harmony in there that I love. So Ty Tabor, he is the total package and you should get in on his stuff. You got a lot of stuff to get through, man. If you're not just counting guest spots and other side bands he's done besides King's X, I don't know. I think he's done at least a dozen solo albums at this point. So you got a lot to dive into, but I think it's a journey worth taking. So you can start with this latest one if you want. It's called Shades. Once again, check it out. Here's the opening track off of it. It's called Come Home.
Ty Tabor right there throwing it down with Come Home from his latest album, Shades. Go listen to that record. Go get it. All right. Coming at number 11 right here. I've seen a lot of reviews on this, and I've actually seen this record make a good amount of lists, but I'm not saying that this is going to be the critical handshake that I had with the Elvis Costello record. But in the metal community, this album has been making waves because it's not supposed to be on anybody's metal list because of the principle of who's involved with it. But this album definitely is undeniable in the pocket of classic heavy metal, thrash, what have you. And it is what is probably going to be a one-off record. The record is called Dream Widow. So for those of you in the know, or if you saw Studio 666, Dream Widow is a fictional band in a sense, a creation of Dave Grohl's. And he created like basically a full album of new material in the vein of classic heavy doom thrash style metal in the traditional sense for sure. And the movie can expound on the rest of that if you'd like. You should see the movie. It's a fun little movie. But this Dream Widow thing obviously took on a life of its own as it did in the film. And it's a full realized release. You can listen to it on all the streaming sites. There was a limited physical release of it on Record Store Day on this last Black Friday on November 25th of 2022. And to use a cliche, if you're into that sort of thing, then you're going to love this record. If you are a big Foo Fighters fan, I would hope that you would love this record, but I don't know. Maybe it's not for everybody, but as a kid who grew up on this kind of music, I think it's awesome. And the fact that I know legitimately that Dave is not just doing this to be ironic, he, he's the real deal. So if it was almost anybody else doing this, like if it was fucking Machine Gun Kelly doing it, who could never approach anything like this? So let's let's not let's pretend like I didn't say that. But since Dave is doing it and he's got a little bit of cred still in that community with the Probot release, and honestly, man, if you're a fan of music, I don't know how you don't at least like the Foo Fighters a little bit, just a little bit. Come on, man. But yeah, Dave pretty much plays all the instruments himself on this record. Of course, he can play drums, unlike a lot of other people that do all the instruments on a record. Uh, it has some help from Jim Rota, who's kind of his, I guess his production partner his video partner that guy was in fireball ministry and he's worked with a lot of other people but any of these dave Grohl documentaries from the last little bit that's been a jim rota thing and i know rammy from the band plays keyboards on a couple of tracks on here just for ambiance uh, but yeah man if you're into classic heavy thrash you're gonna like this dream widow record it's fun it's not meant to be fun but it's fun because it's such a throwback and that's what I love. In any modern metal that nails this kind of sound and this kind of mentality, it makes me think about being young again. And that's kind of what it's all about sometimes. Like, home run. Home run, Dave. I actually like this album better than the Probot album for a lot of reasons. So yeah, and it comes in here at number 11. Nice spot for it right there. I couldn't quite get it at 6, but it made 11. So I was stuck between two songs for sure. Right smack dab in the middle of the album, there's two really great songs where they just nail it. Because sometimes I hear a little bit more Foo Fighters than I would expect, but then it just hits that pocket of, yeah, you can hear Dave's vocals in there, but it's almost like they definitely slowed down and used an effect on a good amount of vocals to kind of keep you in the frame of mind. I was really torn between these two. I wanted to go with Come All Ye Unfaithful, but I'm going to go with this one right here. So of course, turn it up for Dream Widow. This is Angel with Severed Wings. Angel with Severed Wings. 
closing off the show here today and coming in at number 11 on the top 40 albums of 2022, according to me, myself, and I, Joey, and the Rock Strikes 10 podcast, that was Dream Widow with their self-titled record. And that song was called Angel with Severed Wings, a record you should definitely have and listen to it in the dark, cranked up really high with black lights on. Sure, why not? Okay, but yes... I dig it, and I hope you're digging this countdown. We have got 10 burners coming up here. I've played a lot of great artists, especially on this particular episode. People that normally make the top 10. People that appeared on even the top 100 albums of the 2010s. So there's been some killer stuff on this episode, but I'm really proud of this top 10 that I got cooked up for you. It's going to be great. So until then, if you can hang, if you could be patient, stay tuned for my better half, Nola with the plugs and followed by the best damn outro song and all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at rockstrikes10 and the direct email is rockstrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris where cinema's trash is treated like treasure, and the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business, Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Post game show is brought to you by 
Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.